for the last time on Cursebreaker. We did it. I mean, we've still got to cross a few T's, dot a few I's, and kill a giant ghost, but I mean, we did it. We did it. We overcame some pretty insurmountable shit just to get to this off-season haunted house. <laughs> we faced down a red dragon and a gold one, and a dragon made of bones, and a bird made of bones. We survived bloodworms and a burning boar, and whatever a doctopus is. Everywhere we went, we did everything we could. We tried. Even if we blew up a few towers along the way. I hope that's okay. I hope it's enough. Moja has his back up against the wall, hiding in his castle. We're ending this. All of us. Together. That's going to be enough. Because we're going to give it everything we've got. I don't know how to handle this next part, because it's something we've never done during this campaign. I don't know where you're going to go, but I need everyone but Holly and Bert to leave the table. What? Oh. We haven't done that Bye. in this one. Mm. Holly and Bert. That's us. Hello. Holly Hyacinth here. Maybe it's that you're both from Tildry, or maybe you just wanted to keep an eye on each other, but you guys are sleeping in the same room. And it's before the sun comes up that you are interrupted. You hope that it's been enough to regain all of your spell slots, but you still feel kind of tired. You are approached by Piezo, Rumble, Emery, and Margot. Emery looks down at the two of you and says, How sure are we about that cure? Oh, uh, good morning. The cure. That vampire thing? I mean, I feel like Tibio was digging into it. We're not sure. Pieso said it was promising. Margot says, Emery, they need more context. Sorry. I'm glad you both got some rest. We were going over our plans and, um, Pieso says, perhaps we should talk somewhere darker. Was the donkey thing not doing it for you? Donkey's gonna be fine. We've just got an opportunity and I think we should take it. Okay, should we get the others, or...? We thought about that. But I don't think so. Come on, I'll show you what we're thinking. But Piezo's right, we should be in the dark for this. Oh, okay. Uh, after you, lead the way. Yep. They lead you into a completely sealed room that's almost pitch black. Emery looks up at Margo, and Margo says nothing. And then Emery says, okay, I guess I will just go ahead. Basically, we need one of you to become a vampire. <laughs> what? I was thinking we have the cure and we have one of the highest ranked vampires in all of Vindorn here now. If one of you were a vampire, 
we'd be able to control almost every officer we met. Oh, uh, I suppose that makes sense. Are you sure a fresh new vampire would be able to know how to do that? We don't know. Piezo has some memory of what it was like, but even then, it's been a long time. It's not an easy process, but we can speed it up. I can make it comfortable as best I can. I feel like this is a really sexy plan, and I am totally down to become a vampire. Oh, you're not even going to ask me? Well, what do you want to do, Bert? Do you want to be a vampire? Your parents would be so jealous, eternal life. I can only imagine what my folks would say after years of turning down lichdom and then becoming a vampire. It can't be permanent. Once you guys get to Ilya, that's going to be a problem. She's going to outrank you. She could control you outright. You've got to reverse it before then. What we're saying is whoever's doing this is not going to have a fun day, but it's going to help. Sure, sure. Well, I'd actually, now I'm thinking about it more, I I feel like they're going to need me for the curse breaking. And I don't know if becoming a vampire and then healing from being a vampire is going to like mess up my curse breaking skills. That's another thing. Bert wouldn't be able to heal you if you're a vampire. It might kill you. Oh, sure. Yeah. The undead are not receptive to holy magics. What happens when a holy bookman becomes an undead? They all look at each other and shrug. We did think this through. We promise. (laughs) But you didn't decide who? It has to come from you. We can't just force it. We know it can't be Tibio. He's got too much responsibility. It can't be Snack, because God won't let us do that. (laughs) We thought about Uli, but... With Ilya wrapped up in this as a vampire herself, with Uli's track record of loss of control, it felt like a risk. But we could wake her up. What do you think? I... I don't know. You bring up some great points about why it shouldn't be you, but as a holy book man myself, I have some level of defense against undead that could come in handy. I don't know. To be honest, I don't want either of us to become a vampire, but if this is the only way. Okay, Okay, I'll I'll do do it. it. Nope. No, me? Well, I I, I can do it, Bert. It doesn't have to be both Well, I can do it. Well, no, I said I would first. I mean, I'll do it. They can curse break without me. Snack's a curse breaker now. You know, if, if I'm not healed all the way, it's fine. Remember the rules, though. You have to reverse this before you get to Ilya. Can I still cast spells as a vampire, Piezo? He, uh, like, brushes his nails on his jacket and he goes, of course. Okay, then, yeah, I definitely can do it. Are, are you sure, Holly? I'm, I'm sure. Thanks, Bert, though, for being willing to. And Holly will um, grab his shoulders and give him a little squeeze. Very well. Um, Holly, I'm sorry for the discomfort, but it should only last an hour. Holly um, hands her wrist over, like, stretches out her arm. He, Piazza looks at the rest of you and says, could we have the room? Yes, of course. Um, good luck, Holly. Thanks, Bert. Um, Holly, for the first time ever, has like fear a little bit in her eyes. Um, and a bead of sweat like drips down her brow as she's just like very nervous sweating now. I promise you it's best just to start. And Bert, before you're out of the room even, you can hear kind of a soft... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right.
It is the morning of the final assault. There's little cracks of sunlight coming in through the closed and guarded windows in your mining depot. Uli mm-hmm. wakes up to the smell of crackling bacon. Your father is setting down a plate near where you were sleeping, and it's piled high with bacon. He says, hey, Fireball. Mm, uh, Take your time. Bacon? Yeah. There's more food out in the hall. I just had to get some away from snack. Almost lost an arm. Oh, wow. That is quite the feat. Let me know if you need anything else. And he holds up like a fist to fist bump. I pound it. When you do, he initiates a tiny little shocking grasp. And it just arcs between your fists. Ow. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get used to that, I think. <laughs> I'll see you out there. And he uh, turns around and leaves. I eat as much bacon as I can. Okay. Uh, you going to step into the hallway after that? Yeah. Okay. You see that you're one of the last ones to get up, and nobody was going to risk waking you. Um, Mama Nis, Fibolo, and Carol are cooking pancakes together. The stovetop is clearly made from a salvaged mine cart, just kind of upturned with a fire burning underneath it. Uh, Fibolo is cooking with tireless mechanical accuracy in his bone suit. Mama Nis and Carol are adjusting the batter recipe every time the other one turns around. <laughs> you can see Gaspard and Uli's dad and Tibio's parents are watching them cook, and they're all talking really quietly about something. Todd and Dave and Sid are drinking coffee and talking about home. Everybody else is finishing up their breakfast and trying to find out what they can do to help you. Looking around, Uli can see Holly, Tibio, and Bert. What are you all doing? Holly's probably trying to eat and drink some coffee, um, but she is not doing too good at eating for the first time in her life, um, mm-hmm. and she's just picking at it. Bert is writing in his large book. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't say. Tibio is uh, studying the potions that he got from Joe and is trying to, um, anytime anyone passes by, trying to gesture them over and go like, do you know? this is can you tell what this is Mm -hmm. um so you have joe's notebook i believe Mm -hmm. uh, and you've got his bandolier of potions um i would let you make a check here to get some additional information on what these potions might do yeah yeah uh give me an investigation roll i guess (laughs) natural fucking 20 fuck yes that's clutch good start (laughs) plus six Tell us all your secrets, Tim. <laughs> um, Tibia, you are flipping through Joe's notebook, and you see like pieces of these symbols in different places. He he pretty much refers everything to a figure and how it affects that figure. You're trying to look for like some kind of like translation table, some Rosetta Stone that can guide you to understand what all these potions do, and you're about to give up. You hold the book at your side, and then from somewhere in the pages, a little card falls out a bookmark of sorts. On that bookmark are the definitions of every symbol in the book. Oh, good God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have updated the document to show the effects of every potion. Did you expect this to happen? No. (laughs) (laughs) But for the listeners, the party now has a list of seven special potions. Holly um, walks up to Tibio, um, abandoning her uneaten breakfast, and says, did you figure out what, what they are? Yes, I did. I was giving up, but then I found this uh, card that fell right out of the book, and it just says everything. 
Holly grabs the card out of Tibio's hand and looks at it, looking specifically for the vampire cure potion. Mm -hmm. Not actually counted among those seven, but it is among the stuff that you got from Joe. Uh, Holly, what are you looking for? Well, uh, I don't really know how to explain it, but this morning, Piezo came to my room and we made sweet love. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I'm just kidding. Um, Me too. Knock one right out. <laughs> last. One last go. This is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <clears throat> wow, that is Holly. <laughs> Piezo came to my room and had got me and Bert and Margot and Emery were there and they asked me or Bert to become a vampire temporarily. We both said we'd do it, but ultimately... They decided to go with me, or we decided to go with me. The idea is to cure me before we get to Moja. Um, what? Don't worry, don't worry. It's gonna be fine. It's already happened. You see Rumble taking, like, big, kind of, like, lurching steps to get over to you and goes, Hey, hey, everything's okay. We're all friends. Uh, did I just hear that you're a vampire? Yeah. Again, temporary. Uh-huh. But temporary. We, don't we don't know. We don't have a cure. It's purely a matter of hierarchy, Okay. It's going to be fine. What What does that even mean? You cannot just say that. You didn't even ask me, and I was the one who had the book. I cannot believe that you would do this without talking to me. Yeah, why didn't you wake us up? I thought we were a team. There were good reasons why the rest of you couldn't be involved. Uh-huh. Because uh, we're being? too susceptible to what I... No, no, it's just uh, someone had to do it to get us into the castle. Wow, great this plan, guys. still does not make sense because you first must have the cure in order to know that you would have a cure that could be tested, and we don't have that. That won't be a problem. We've got what we need. We've got the instructions. We don't know that they work. Piezo said it was theoretical and that it was too simple. Well, there's a good chance this plan's not going to work without it, and I mean... Why do we need a vampire to get into the building when we already had a plan to get into the building? Listen, Margot, Piezo, Rumble, and Emery came to us. They made a compelling argument. The plan is to hopefully switch back to being a non-vampire. We'll see how it goes before we get to And if it doesn't work, we just stake you through the heart? Well, I mean, Piezo's still a vampire. All the people in Vindorn are still vampires. Are we going to kill everybody? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is a matter of numbers. You are five. They are well over 500. 500 vampires. This takes care of 475 of them. It's a pretty good numbers. So Piezo changed Oli, and now Oli is higher in the ranking? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Not everyone here deserves to die. And not every vampire is bad. Vindorn was vampires before it got dark. Right, but now there's a evil murderer controlling all of them. Well, not all of them now. Well, will Holly be a higher rank than Moja? That's the only one. That's why we have to reverse it before you get there. Otherwise, we're fighting Moja and Holly. I see, so... And if that is the case, yes. Holly looks at Uli. You will kill me before that happens. I, ca- I can't do that. You're my friend. Not. I, I don't want that responsibility. Not if Moja takes me over and controls me. It's. It was a good idea, and I stand by my decision. And Bert was going to do it as well, but we only need one. So, you guys, it's just trust. It's going to be okay. I, I do not like it, but 
I understand the stakes are very high. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. Holly just like I didn't mean to rolls do her it. eyes at Tibio. <laughs> oh. Uh, Snack comes walking down the hall with Dave. Um, what do you mean they don't have any more hot cocoa? We're out of like almost everything. We've got bacon. I mean, mm. I thought that would be like a special treat for you. It was, but it's a pairing, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you know what? You're right. I should have known that. It's quite all right. It's not the most important thing today. Hi, everybody. We took a look at where Snack is going in. Looks like there's a lot of movement. What do you, what do you mean? Well, if Snack is still going on the bridge, um, it's pretty packed. With what? We saw a lot of, uh, you know, vampires moving into it, and the windows are all shuttered up. I imagine they've got quite a few people in there. Could you use someone who could control vampires? Do we have that? Yeah. Oh, boy, do we. (laughs) I don't understand why we didn't all come together and talk about this all together. Talk about what? What what controls vampires? Ollie is a vampire now. (laughs) What? That's so cool. How, why, why is Snack? Snack <laughs> Can no. I be a vampire too? Holly, right here. Holly, uh, bears See if I'm a dragon fang. and a vampire. What does that even make me? <laughs> you literally became a dragon yesterday. <laughs> Do you just stop your dreams, Bert, once you reach them? <laughs> Touche, Snack? Who has even fathomed such a thing? Vampire dragon. Who has a genie? Can we all just stop changing for like one second? Holly bears her fangs at Snack. <laughs> hey, I'm still classic Bert. Good old Bert. It's good to have a baseline. Bert. Bert with Bert. Yes. <laughs> Margo just breaks in and says, This was ultimately my decision. I I didn't want to wake any of you because I knew you'd accept it. And we can't have that. I'm sorry. I feel like each one of you would have jumped at the chance, but it's not a good strategic move. Not in my opinion. I don't want to be a vampire. Oh, are we just, we're like too powerful, right? That's exactly it. Oh, oh I'm, well, thank you, but. Holly just smirks, like. Okay, so. It's good to say that. Okay, uh, Piezo, where is Piezo? Uh, here. Okay, we do not have a cure right now. I don't know why you all went into this without a cure on, on hand, but can we look at it now? Can we work on it now together and try to figure it out? Of course. Um, could I see your notebook? Uh, yes. And I'm just going to take Piezo aside and start putting our heads together to try and figure out this cure. Maybe bring Holly over to consult now that she's vampire and also just knows a lot about magic components and stuff. Yeah, Holly will come over and try to help figure out how to craft a potion, although a potion making is not her strong suit. <laughs> it's like a shirt you drink. Sure. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Bert. <laughs> like a like a boot beverage. <laughs> the rest of you hear the three of them walking away, kind of talking shop about how they might formulate this thing, and you can hear Piezo saying, it's actually not complicated. We have most of those ingredients here. And they kind of uh, move off into the background. Uh, while they're working on that, Uli, um... Yeah, Bert? There's another reason why, you know, you weren't considered a top to your candidate for vampirism. What, am I, like, secretly immune to it or something? Well, no, not that we... No, it's about the identity of a certain someone in the castle. 
Uh-huh. You know how uh, Mojo's in spirit form now and we killed his body and yep. they were talking about how he might look for another host. Oh. Uh, well, we did a little scrying last night and it looks like Mojo's found another host. And it's someone we both know. Okay. Why are you talking to me specifically? Why not the whole? Well, well, Holly knows because she was crying with me last night. Uh-huh. It's Ilya. Ilya is the new host. Um, bro, will you excuse me for a second? Yeah, please. Cool. I'm going to go find an empty room. Ah, oh, that went well, I think. <laughs> you move into this dark room that's almost completely pitch black. You can see some... Old evidence of a donkey being thrown around in this room. (laughs) (laughs) And then you pretty much close the door at the same time that it all settles into you. It's fine. Everything's fine. She's alive. She's... That's good. Um, And then, Uli, everything escapes you. You're so calm and collected and under control. And then you start to flash. This room goes from pitch black to blinding white for a brief second, and then it's gone again. And have you roll on the surge table. I should have done a good news, bad news. What? What? What is the, hold on. What is it? Oh. All zeros. All, what is that? We got a nat 20, and then a 100. 100 on a d100. Okay. What the fuck? Uli, in this pitch black room, you feel yourself begin to surge, and you can see this flash of white magic. What remains after that is a version of yourself. It looks exactly like you, but it looks like a curse. It's white energy, a mirror image of yourself, and you had met them once before. On the top of the Tower of Magic, there was a version of you that showed a dominance over magic that you've never felt. But here it's looking at you in the eye, and it moves when you move. Hello again? I reach out and touch. When you get close to it, you can feel a dangerous vibration. That's another sort of pulse that makes you scared. I don't touch. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. What do you want from me? It shakes its head. It's starting to panic. Oh, no. Fuck. Um, and it's getting brighter. I pull out the tankard. Mm-hmm. I hyperventilate into it. It's... No longer mirroring you, it looks concerned for itself. I'm going to close the tankard, keep my eye on it, and, like, feel for the door behind me, and, like, open it and, and say, hey, Bert? Yeah? You okay in there, Ellie? Can you Can you come in here? Okay, but don't, don't kill the messenger, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, haha. Please come quick. Uh, what's a Oh. Tulis. <laughs> um, I don't. This is my magic ghost, I guess. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened. Bert, the apparition is making the same motions that Uli is. It's like trying to explain itself. Which one do I shoot? <laughs> is there any way you can tell me what's happening? You know a lot about magic, I think. I do. I'll see what I can glean. 30. 
Arcana check. Jesus. Oh my god. We're Are we all just, so well? We're just gonna all roll perfect rolls until we get to the final boss. And then I like when it, one, I, one, 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 one. I love when you break 30 because it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Bert, you can see clearly that this is not separate from Uli. It's causing her panic. It looks like it's acting individually, but it's not. This is Uli's emotional magic self that she's staring down. There's few times when she gets to interact with it in such a clear and concise way. Okay, Uli, this is, this is pretty weird, but it looks like your emotions have manifested as another version of yourself. But it's not like separate from you, it's, it's you. Does that make sense? I, th- I think so. Um, the last time they happened, I exploded the Tower of Magic. Okay. okay. Are we feeling explodey right now? I, the figure starts nodding up and down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, well, think about this. I told you that news about your sister, and you're feeling very worried and anxious. Yep. But I know... You care about your sister, and so does she, gesturing to the other. Uli? They're both nodding. <laughs> and both of you know that, that you need to save your sister, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we're saving everyone, but especially her. I didn't know she was here. I honestly thought she was dead. Yeah, well, isn't it better that she's not dead? I mean, she's also now possessed by an evil ghost. Well, and we have to fight that evil ghost. True. Why don't you just think of some positive memories of your sister and f- focus on those? Focus on why you want to save her and why you love her. Okay. Yeah, I'll tr- I can try that. You see the figure like nodding its head and it kind of does like big shoulders and then it sighs and kind of relaxes a bit. Uli, the spirit looks at you and it's kind of breathing in sync with you, sort of like rising and falling at the same time. And then it opens its arms. Okay, okay, so the last time it tried to get me to do something, that's when I exploded the tower. But I think I'm supposed to hug it. Are you feeling a little different than you did in the tower? Honestly, no. (laughs) I mean... Yes. I'm more in control. All right. I take a deep breath and I hug my ghost. (laughs) It is hot to the touch. It burns your skin as you embrace and you feel it continue to move towards you even though you're pressing up against it as this thing re-emerges with you. Bert, you can hear the wind get knocked out of Uli as she does so but she has controlled perhaps the most powerful surge of her life. (laughs) Bert has uh, both fingers in his ears and his eyes closed, (laughs) and he opens one eye. Mm -hmm. Oh, nothing blew up. Uli, you did it. You controlled your surge. I did? Yeah. Holy shit, Bert. What? I don't even know how I did that. I don't know either, but... It worked. We're going to save your sister. There's a heavy pounding at the door. <laughs> Hello? It's Rumble. What's up, Rumble? We need to get moving. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, we're all done in here. Let's go. Thanks, Bert. You're welcome, Uli. 
you open the door and you see Rumble look up at you, and then all of a sudden you see Rumble's eyelids just kind of shut. All right there, Rumble? And then you feel it, Bert. Oop. You all feel something. It felt like your heart skipped a beat, and your vision went gray. Tibio's bones lurched. The towers in Tildry sank a sudden inch, and every lamp in Lamplight Harbor flickered. Because for a split second, everyone just died, and magic ceased to exist. You see Rumble regain his footing and says, We need to get moving. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. What was that? I don't know, but I don't like it. Holly uh, runs to where everyone's standing in the hallway and like skitters to a stop on one foot. And uh, she's like, you guys, did you feel that? Oh, that was the, I think so. the worst feeling I've ever had. My magic, it's still here, but it was gone for a moment. I felt really lame for a second. Oh my gosh. We, we gotta go. Would I know that we all just died? Probably. Are we dead or was it just like temporary? It's like when the power doesn't go out, but all the lights flicker for a sec. It's like when you're sitting at your computer desk and you fall asleep with your eyes open for like a half second. <laughs> <laughs> what? No experience. <laughs> Just a guess of that feeling. Um, Tibio looks around and has a, a very serious look on his sweet, sweet face um, and says, everyone, it is time. There's a jolt. The four of you are in a large wooden elevator, a lift. You are being lowered to the ground in the canyon. You took the last few minutes to finish the potion as best you could with what you had mm -hmm. to pour every magical improvement on yourself that you could think of, that anyone in that room could think of. What have you all done to prepare yourselves for today? Um, Holly made everyone drink some telepathy before we embarked. Basically, like everyone that could have shared a pot of tea. Well, it's up to eight total. So the five of you. And then. Emery and Dave. Oh, so probably those, that's it. One more. Oh, one more. I feel like probably either Margo or. Or Rumble. Or Rumble. Let's do Margo. We trust her in our brain like better. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's who all had the tel telepathy. And then Holly also just uh, made sure her shroud to protect her from necrotic damage was well attached. Mm -hmm. And, oh, sorry, moss earplugs for everybody mm. to protect them <laughs> from bad sound. Good moss. Good moss, bad sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last night we had a hero's feast, which gives us 14 extra HP, immunity to poison and fear, and advantage on wisdom saving throws. I also cast Death Ward on Tibio to prevent him from dying once. Uh, Tibio? Tibio is going to um, be ready to give some bardic inspiration when we get there and to protect Uli from good and evil when we get there. Right now, the only thing that you guys have seen him do is kind of... Um, wander off by himself a little bit, and he's got um, some bones that he took out of a pocket, and he's just holding them and kind of staring off into the distance. And after a while, he just nods and comes back, and you guys have no idea what he did. And right before we leave, Tibio is going to square his shoulders and don the raven helm. Okay. And Uli. Um, Uli is going to pop the Burt patch on so that I can provide heals. Good choice. Um, 
I am going to make sure that my last Uli and my greater healing potion are like front and center. As soon as we like get into combat range, I'd like to put Blade Ward on myself. Okay. I want to give Holly protection from lightning just on the off chance. It lasts for an hour. Vampires hate lightning. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The anticipation is a little much. Going down this large wooden lift, you can hear the constant rattling of the large winches above you getting more distant as time goes on. It's dark in here, but regular windows in the side of the lift give you glimpses onto this misty canopy outside with bright morning sun beaming through it. The lift begins to slow as it nears the ground, and the view outside is much, much darker. The lift gate opens. Emery and Dave, who you pretty much forgot about in the back of the elevator. <clears throat> ah. Kind of a uh, gesture for you all to step out. The jungle that burst to life in this canyon created a crisscrossed network of trees with trunks, vines, and upturned earth. This place smells like damp, fresh dirt with pure, clean water and blood. There's a thick, low-lying mist that obscures some shadowy movement, but it's safe to say you're not alone down here. Yikes. So, uh, is the plan to still get in the sewers? Is that what we're trying to do? I'm just going to assume Margot can hear everything that you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Margot says, It should be almost due north from where you touch down. You'll have to look a little bit east. You're going to cross a river, and then you're going to scan the bottom of the canyon for uh, an opening. Is it the poo-poo pee-pee hole, Margo? I told you not to call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Should someone scout ahead? Is that something we should do? We are clearly not alone out here. I don't think there's time. I don't know. We just go? Yeah, remember, our goal is the castle. We don't really have time to stop for uh, baddies or anything. Yeah, and we don't want to draw attention to ourselves either, so we need to avoid fighting. Okay. Um, Sneak as much as we can. Got it. Okay, let's get stealth rolls from each of you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Mine's nine. Seven. Eight. Nineteen. Hey. Eight for Holly. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what did Emery and... Emery and Dave did amazingly well. Oh. Yay! Um, they kind of take the first steps out here, and uh, you can see Dave's massive feet step down and noiselessly move across the soft earth. He puts up a finger to his lips for you all to be quiet. And then he turns back around, and the first thing he hears is, it will go, hey, and all of you just pile over each other and, like, lose your footing and fall and snap some sticks. Sorry, I tripped. It becomes immediately obvious that none of the mist down here is natural. Little by little, you see pockets of mist disappear, and a vampire takes its place, and they begin to crowd and move towards you. Oh, no, vampires! Looking straight down on a sun-bleached stone bridge, we see the white hair of Farewell riding atop his noble donkey the day. (laughs) The morning sun casts a long shadow to your left, and a sweet-smelling breeze blows over the fresh, misty forest below. It took until this very moment for you to glimpse the real, full beauty of the surface world, of the world at large. It's beautiful, even when it's bathed with blinding morning sun. You near the door to the fortified bridge, a pair of guards under a shaded canopy stand at attention. How are you feeling? Janie, you need to give me a little more notice. Um, oh, I'm farewell. This is Bidet. How are you doing, Bidet? It's 
Pretty nice out, isn't it? Yes, it's uh, nice and dark, and that brings me comfort. Genie, I'm doing... Well, do we have to go through with this plan? I mean, we already have a, a temple, right? It's not for the temple, Snack. This one's for all the marbles. This is way worse than Hakurakira. <laughs> I agree, although that game was pretty horrendous. <laughs> Snack, I've got a little secret for you. Might make you feel better. I love feeling better. <laughs> I promise it's going to be great. Open your eyes. Ah, wow, it's, it's a lot brighter than, than I thought when my eyes were closed. <laughs> yeah. Snack, you don't have to be afraid of the sun anymore. You're, you're not a kobold. Right. I'm afraid of the sun. No. No longer. No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was that surprise you had for me? Oh, um, well... You know that little lamp of ours? Right, yes. Did you know that it's cursed? Um, y- y- yes, uh, Snack figured that out. It has to be cursed. That's the only way I could get in. Right. But the curse is pretty cruel. You see, I normally keep the cap on the lamp, but if you were to actually light this thing, it would explode. And Snack, it would explode big. That's very cool, Genie, but I don't think now is a good time. We're trying to be kind of calm and not startle all the vampires below. I agree. And I certainly don't want to lose our home, but if things get dicey, it could be an option. Would we still be together? Yes. I have no real attachment to that thing anymore. I live in here. Blaze bongos on his belly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long bridge. Um, well, but they... You remember what to do, right? I gotta be honest with you, I don't. <laughs> we were gonna meet somebody and sell me or something. That's pretty much it. Uh, just remember, you can jump really high if you need to escape. Right now? Nope, nope, not now. You, you feel him kind of like get ready to jump? <laughs> and then I go down to Bidet. And remember, I'm actually Snack. And Snack is actually a dragon. Oh, hey Snack, where have you been? Nope, it's just farewell. Please don't say that name around me. I don't get this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pat Bidet, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use a spell okay. from an item I have. The item is called Sentinel's Dragon Mark, mm-hmm. and I'm going to uh, use uh, Vigilant Guardian. When I'm within five feet of my ward, Bidet, and that creature is a target of an attack that I can see, I can use my reaction to swap places with my ward. Okay. So I'm just going to keep that up. If possible. Yeah. Aww. Uh, anything else for preparations? So I have Heroes Feast, um, cause, since I was with the rest of the group. Besides that, nope. Okay. You are close enough to the fortified bridge that the two guards kind of stand up from their position and raise their pikes, slam them to the ground, and then call out to you. Who goes there? It is I, Farewell. Farewell. Uh, no, I do need to stick around, and, um, I am, uh, uh, what was the word, um, uh, what's my line? I'm a suitor of the Violet Flight, and I speak on behalf of Snack. I wish to speak with Moja, and I flash a smile. They kind of look at each other, and they say, with who? Uh, Moja. Um... We don't know if there's anybody by that name here. We're sorry. 
Hmm, I was hoping not to have to kill you. Um, Castle business is closed. I think not. It's quite important. I have something that Moja would find quite curious. We don't know who this Moja is. Right. Well, you do know who Snack the Dragon is, right? And I stand up and I try to look intimidating. My eyes flash uh, briefly with uh, bright violet light. Doesn't Farewell have, like, charisma powers? Yes. Yes, but not against dwarves. Oh, okay. Humans. Oh, it is humans only? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Snack is quite charismatic. Um, Do I get to roll against it? Yeah, please. Okay. So 20? Okay. One of them says, Nobody by the name Mojo lives here. And the other one says, Um, we've heard of Snack. Yes. Yes, I believe he recently uh, bested, uh, what was that? Other dragon that's becoming less relevant now. Idris? That's right. <laughs> they like confer with each other again, and then the one that wasn't scared at first just says, The Gilded Claw? And then the other one kind of nods at him, like, Yeah, the gold dragon. And uh, they both kind of swallow hard, and they're no longer looking at you. They're looking at the ground. And they say, um, If you were referring to our King Orzo, he is resting. After celebrating his victory. Right. Yes. Yes, that's the one. Uh, I, am, I am dumb and bad with words. Yes, Orzo. Correct. Perhaps we can make an exception. Wonderful. He uh, begins to undo the latches on the door. Good job, Bidet. You're doing wonderful. Just makes a very loud... <laughs> 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 I, I step off of Bidet and then give him a little, little tap on his butt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he begins to walk in the open door to the fortified bridge. Hmm. Nice castle. Not as good as mine, but nice. They're kind of escorting you on either side, and they say, this is not the castle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving farther down the hall, you can see a crowd of people kind of forming a solid line. You can see no less than two dozen vampire warriors all standing shoulder to shoulder, these red armbands on each of their wrists. In front of them, a unarmed group of mixed civilians looking terrified we cut back to a misty forest floor has erupted into chaos uh vampires are spawning in from the mist around here until the area becomes clear and they are charging you roll initiative holly 19 bert 18 uh to be you. 14 yes a uh, snack you can do yours too eight mine is also eight all right, uh, Holly is up first. Excellent. So there's just a bunch of vampires popping out? Yes. Um, this place is clearing up so that you can now see the river ahead of you. It looks like you've got about a quarter mile to go in terms of total distance to your destination here. Um, there are between 15 and 20 vampires that have uh, formed in from the mist that are now moving towards you with their fangs bared. It's showtime, Holly. Okay. Um... I definitely know how to be a vampire leader. Um, okay, Holly like shakes her hands a little bit and she uh, crouches down a little and, um, and she just like bares her teeth and then um, she is going to say, Halt! <laughs> <laughs> Make a, uh, a persuasion check with advantage. Not good. 11. Okay, wow. You're new at this. Yeah. 
You see the vampires charging towards you, maybe one out of 20. You see their eyes flash red with this sort of recognition, and they halt in place. The rest of them continue to charge towards the party. Bert. Um, it's not working! Holly, like, touches her fangs. I'm like, are they there? <laughs> Time for some classic undead stuff. Bert's gonna hold his book up in the air and channel divinity to turn undead. Okay. <laughs> they must all make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, that is an 11. That's a fail. So, if their challenge rating 2 or lower, they explode. Otherwise, they, I believe, run away from me. All right, uh, Holly, pretty much as you finish what you're saying, Bert is like behind you with his book up in the air. You see one of them kind of halt immediately. And then about a second later, the rest of them all kind of like skid to a stop. One of them even, even falls over backwards and begins like clawing its way back to its feet. And they all just scatter in every direction away from you. Holly thinks that she did it um, finally. And she's like, yes, it's working, Bert. You turn around and see Bert with his book hovering over him. Uh, yeah, whatever works. Let's book it. <laughs> Tibio, there are no threats right now. Is there anything you can do to speed everyone up or otherwise reach your goal? Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can. Unless you guys have something to contribute right now, I'll just stop the initiative there so that we come back to you when there is something to do. Does okay. that make sense? Cool. Um, snack. We're back up to the bridge. Uh, there's a, a cluster of dozens of vampires with uh, what are clearly civilians that don't want to be here against their will. Hello, all you trembling peasants. <laughs> they tremble. <laughs> I'm farewell. You do not need to fear me. They all fear you. <laughs> they, all, they all begin to shift kind of uncomfortably. One of them tries to like break rank, and the vampire behind it grabs their shoulders and just kind of like shakes them back into place. Uh, this looks like a fun game, but I am here to see, uh, Orzo. They, you see a few of them exchange glances really quickly. One that seems, uh, adorned in slightly higher ranking uniform looks at you and says, What business do you have with Orzo? My business is for Orzo alone. It is top secret. We cannot permit you to come through if you don't let us know what business you have. I am here to speak on behalf of the Violet Flight. This is not the day for this. The king is resting after his victory. I will talk very soothingly and um, <laughs> be very calm. He will be very much interested in what the Violet Flight has to offer. And why would he be interested? Well, perhaps the things that he is victorious over will... Well, the circumstances will remain the same. Maybe Orzo can stay calm and victorious. There's a lot of confusion in the room. This, this room. This literal <laughs> room. Yeah. And then, farewell, winks. <laughs> Sideways. <He's sealed> <laughs> he starts scratching his head and he says, You could not have come at a worse time. The king needs his rest. He's unable to see people unless... I don't know what unless. Unless what? <laughs> Here, I'll come close. You can whisper it into my ear. I move up to him and put my face right next to his ear. Ah, what's this? What's this next thing? <laughs> he, he is like beyond irritated. <laughs> he just says, ah, if you've got eternal life in that saddlebag, 
Bidet, please come a little closer. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. He looks down skeptically. Well, I don't want everyone else to hear, so I'm going to whisper this in your ear. <laughs> this donkey is immortal. He just backs up and says, I don't think so. Uh, I think so. It's true. He turns back to the crowd and he goes, an immortal donkey. And they all go. (laughs) 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 It's funny because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get a, can I do a deception check or? Okay. Well, it's not deception because it's true. Natural 20. Oh! (laughs) 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 He kind of looks at you like incredulous. There's no way. It's, it's unheard of. And it's, it's weird. It, believe me, yes. It's, yes, it's very weird. I can speak donkey. I'm under strict orders. The answer is no, no leave. And after you get that, you hear in the back of the room, the only human here, a low-ranking vampire officer, goes, I think we should listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of turns around and he says, What? You think we should listen to the guy with an immortal donkey? Yeah, I mean... I mean, you don't know. <laughs> what, if, what if it's true? And, and what if Orzo finds out? And we could be in a lot of trouble if we're the ones that screw the pooch. <laughs> I love this NPC so much. Let's just give him a chance. How about? <laughs> yes, I could uh, have the Violet Flight magically send a message to Orzo. Saying, we get it. You're part of the Violet Flight. I'm just making sure you've heard of it. <laughs> Some of the, like, civilians have started to, like, relax a little bit. Like, they're not as, like, scared for their lives. <laughs> well, uh, yes. How much further, then? You said this is not the castle. Come on, Bidet. Oh, hold on. You're not going to the castle. Here, I'll meet you halfway. Um, I'll just, I'll go run and get him. And you can talk to him just real quick. Right, and he looks up at the other guys, and the the main leader is just like doing the like mind blown expression, like "What are you doing?" <laughs> He's like, "We are going to talk about this." And he turns back around to you, and he says, "I have conferred with my officers, and He's we are going officers? to let you speak with the king momentarily." Damn it! <laughs> um. You've all dealt with the mist or the blood mist or the vampires or whatever it was. You have crossed the river, which is now thick with roots, uh, just doing a little hop skip to get over it. You found the sewer entrance and it's completely blocked. Roots that sprouted up overnight have sought out water hungrily. This is completely blocked up. How do you get through the roots? I pull out my shaper's chisel. Nice. Okay. This is why I said we should have a druid in the party. <laughs> so, uh, what shape you want? Uli size? Bird size? Literally any shape. A hole, so we can get through. Okay, I draw a gingerbread man shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just kind of break the grain of the wood with the chisel, and as you finish the shape, you see part of it begin to like peel off, and then this giant wooden gingerbread man made of uh, gnarled roots kind of like freeze itself from the wall and you can just see this kind of like humanoid shape hole in the root system and it just kind of like stands up and looks at Uli and it does like a big folding bow. (laughs) Thank you. Oh God, Uli, is it sentient? For now, I think. Uh, How long does it last? It holds its hands to its throat and then you see it like shuddering and shaking and looking at each of you and you can see tears begin to form (laughs) and then it falls backwards and crumbles. (laughs) About that long. Oh, wood guy. That was kind of horrifying. 
Awful. Okay, let's go. Welcome in. (laughs) (laughs) You move into the sewers. Everything here is still covered with thick roots that taper down to almost fibrous, thin, tiny roots that break if you pull too hard. You don't move far into here before you discover that your journey is vertical. Going back up to the castle from the base of the canyon is going to be a literal climb. All right. Thankfully, there are roots here. Holly hops on her broom. There you go. Holly jettisons to the front of the race. <laughs> we'll see you up there. Oh, boy. Well, here we go. Holly will zoom back down and try to, like, help people as they climb up the roots to support them. Okay. Um, and hopefully, hopefully I can give them advantage on their climb. Uh, yeah, you're able to, like, make it easier on the people that have it the hardest, I think. Wait. Bert's going to pull out his gravity hammer. Okay. What? And walk up the side of the... Okay. A thing I forgot it could do last time. Definitely, yep. <laughs> okay, easy enough. Bert is Spider-Man now. Yeah, any other <laughs> tricks for the two of you? How about an elevator? And I cast telekinesis underneath us. Okay. okay. Um, Did you have something you wanted to do? Sorry. I could enhance ability if it's a if there's a check involved, but if not, I'm not worried about it. I think at this point there's not a check involved, actually. Yeah. Sweet. You all have your solutions. Um, I mean, I can carry up to a thousand pounds with it, so... I don't like that much. Yeah. Well, and it's we have um, Emery and and Dave and Dave. Right. I keep forgetting Dave's name. Emery yeah. and Dave. <laughs> it's still less than 400, 500. Yeah, even with Dave in there. Yeah, you're able to lift the rest of you, Uli. Um, the only hard part of this is a few minutes after you start rising, you hear a distant, uh, almost chittering noise, and then it becomes louder and louder, and it is a wave of bats up the belfry. Coming from the Misty Canyon below, they followed you in, and now they rush past your group. I need everyone to make a strength save with advantage. 13. 18 for Holly. Okay. 16 for Tibia. Nice. Holly and Tibia are fine. What'd you get? Six. Okay, yeah. I hold uh, a two and a three. Yeah. Bert, Emery, Uli, and Dave all do not do great. Really? I think it's that Uli's telekinesis was interrupted with the movement here, and that caused all of them to fall. Uh, They grasp out at the available roots here to try to stabilize themselves. Even that doesn't help them. Uh, Dave and Emery are both falling some 200 feet. Are we both falling? We're all falling? Everyone who failed that, yes, is falling 200 feet. Warcaster lets me have advantage on concentration saves? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. 17? Yes, that would succeed, actually. Okay. Cool. So I think we drop a bit, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. Everybody in that cluster falls a good 20 feet, and then you're able to one by one pick everybody back up in your telekinesis and rise again, except Bert is in a different boat. Sure am. Uh, Bert, you lost contact with the side of the wall, leaving you in a free fall with the hammer. Hit. Uh, Holly will um, dive down on her broom and try to catch Bert. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Holly, give me a dexterity skill check. Dirty 20. All right. Uh, Bert, you don't fall very far until Holly swoops beneath you and is able to catch you on her broom and bring you back up. Oh, thanks, Holly. Hold on. And Holly zooms back up, surpassing everyone else in the the shoot. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Bert doesn't weigh much. It's not a big tax on the broom to carry him along with you. The uh, four of you, plus Dave and Emery, um, (laughs) reach the top of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reach the top of this uh, cliff and it's just a little break. It's a halfway point on your climb. From here, it's all worked stone, bricks all the way up and it is a sheer drop, a straight worked stone cliff face. Where you've settled onto now, 
There are bones everywhere. A hundred bodies worth of bones thrown off the cliff to end their suffering. He was like, finally, some good fucking food. (laughs) (laughs) Food? He doesn't eat bones. (laughs) Back in the fortified hall, you are being escorted by the vampire you were talking to and the one human who spoke up for you. You are now exiting the fortified hall out the back. You are now in the courtyard. Hmm, Yes, my castle is certainly better than this still. I doubt it. Oh, well, what's your castle like? Well, um, it's uh, very, it's very big. It's in the mountains. It's east. Uh, oh, I've heard of east. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like you quite a lot. Uh, and you don't tremble as much as the other humans I saw. No, you just put me at ease, guy. What's your name? I'm Farewell, and I'd like to, and I stop, and I grab him on the shoulders, I'd like you to join the Violet Flight with me. Oh, well, he gestures to the red band on his left wrist, and he says, this kind of means I'm joined up with somebody else right now. Is that going to be a problem? It doesn't look terribly hard to untie. I could burn it off, potentially, if that's necessary. Well, you know what? Sorry, this is not important right now. We'll talk later. You look back at the other vampire. He's just, like, mouth open, looking at his, like, officer, (laughs) like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know his name, Snack. What are both of your names? This is Bidet, the immortal donkey. I am farewell. At the same time, they both go, Jimmy. (laughs) Both of you, Jimmy. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's true. All right. (laughs) You two, wait here. The ornery vampire does a secret knock on a massive iron gate, and a little mini door goes, and like lets him in. Um, he's gone for a couple minutes, and uh, nice Jimmy is just kind of standing there talking to him. He goes, nice morning. It is. Hmm. I have a feeling this will be uh, challenging negotiations. Um, mind if I pee? You know what? Yes, I'm going to stand over here and pee, and let's, let's pee and talk. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Good day, you too. He says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? what was going on with those humans in the circle there? You hear this heavy stream as Bidet starts in. <laughs> Oh, well, not too proud of it, really, but uh, they're kind of there against their will. Um, Well, we got this group we're afraid of, and we were under orders that if they came, that we were supposed to use them as hostages or something. Hostages? (laughs) Maybe maybe hurt them if we had to. Oh, hmm. Very interesting. Um, This group that you're worried about, uh, what, what, what are they? Um... Unfortunately, um, well, not everybody likes our kingdom. There's a group of terrorists that have been... Oh, I hate terrorists. ...been destroying... Ooh, makes me so mad, I almost stopped being. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Actually, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, they've just been destroying towers in every city they come to, and now they're here to destroy our castle. Oh, that's terrible. Well, fortunately, I hopefully this prize will help power Orzo. Listen, it's not going to be Orzo exactly. I hope that's not a big surprise to you. But you'll be speaking with the representative. I hope that's okay. Of of course. Um, as long as this representative can speak for the king. They can. Yeah. And you hear... And stepping out now, only in the shade provided, is Ilyanis. 
Oh, hello, sister of... Whoop. Hello. <laughs> hello, uh, representative of Orzo. Her eyes narrow. You see her become this black shadowy cloud, and she kind of jumps from one shadow into the shadow of a giant statue in the middle of the courtyard. Oh, that's spooky. <laughs> I've been told you have business with me. Yes, yes. Well, first of all, I am Farewell, and I am a suitor of the Violet Flight. Hmm. The Violet Flight is led by Snack. Snack sent you. Yes. Yes, he offers an offering. Uh, see, Snack was not granted uh, the ability to join the rest of the Dragon Flights, and, well, um, he saw an opportunity to potentially uh, join forces with the King Orzo. And what does Orzo get? Orzo gets a lot. Right here before you is a donkey that is very, very old. He is immortal. Um, at that moment, Holly is going to telepathy to Snack to say, Snack, I think we're in the castle. Um, just keep... I, I hope you're keeping him distracted. Um, please keep keep Moja busy as long as possible. This is Holly. Over and out. Hold on a minute, uh, representative of Orzo. I think I see a dragon over there. Well, let me just peek real quick. Holly. Holly, this is Snack. I have a message for you. This is Snack talking through your brain. Okay, yep. Go ahead. Yes. There's another group of terrorists that are coming into the castle. They're... <laughs> <laughs> the plan is they're going to hurt all of these trembling peasants if they should enter. So watch out for these others. We do not want to be upstaged. Snack, over and out. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay. I don't have time to clarify. Over over and out. Okay. Okay, whatever. Back on the bridge, Snack. Uh, Ilya, with your back turned, Ilya's been kind of examining the donkey, looking at the shitty copper bell around his neck, <laughs> and uh, kind of like looking at it like, just doing a, a quick, you know, kicking the tires on it sort of thing. Yeah. Sees the ring tied around its tail and just gives <laughs> it a furrowed eyebrow. I turn around. Oh, he likes that. Oh. That ring. She gives him one more up and down and looks at you and says, Immortal. Well, I think that he hit him enough he might die, but he's definitely lived, like, forever. Yeah. Doubt it. She looks down at Bidet and goes, <gasps> Is it a targeted spell? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Snack is going to use his reaction to jump in the way of this uh, blast. Okay. Okay, so my eyes flash, and I'm going to um, teleport places with Bidet and using the Sentinel's uh, dragon mark. Okay. You are suddenly in the way as Moja begins to siphon the, the life out of you. Snack, give me a con save. 11. Okay. But I do have these golden bracers that protect me from evil. Oh. <gasps> Since when? I've always had. Well, he always has everything. Them. I okay. made him. That was a okay. long time ago, yeah. Um, it begins to siphon their life away. You trade places with them, immediately stepping in where Bidet was. This siphon connects to you and begins to drain your life away. But you turn your body so that it's focused on the bracers, and the effect is mitigated as long as you can kind of shield yourself with that. You take 28 necrotic damage. Mm. We have that to 14. You oh. lose four years of your life, we'll have that to two. 
Does he get older four years or younger four years? You get, you, you get older by two years. Oh, okay. So 14 damage. This was not good. This is not how I imagined the negotiations going. Um, she says, you won't even let me prove that it's not immortal? Would Snack lie about that? <laughs> Her expression goes kind of flat, and she goes, yeah, he would. All right, well, if it has to be this way. You see her eyes begin to glow white. I suppose it does, doesn't it? I give a slight grin. Bidet, you should probably head on home, partner. Where are you? He gives one hoof on the ground, and you see him, boing! (laughs) (laughs) And just disappears into the clouds. (laughs) It's for jumping high, but not for falling. (laughs) He's immortal, he's fine. Sure. There's no fall damage in Castle Vendor. You see Ilya grabs two curved blades from behind her back, wields both of them, and turns into a black cloud as she descends upon you, Snack. Okay. Never been hurt by a cloud before, so. We are back in the sewers at the cliff with the bones looking up a sheer 200-foot rise. Tibio cracks his knuckles that are in his real hands. Mm -hmm. Your skeleton does the same thing and breaks a finger bone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And gestures to everyone, for everyone to stand back. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been inspired by my family, and uh, I'm going to try something creative. I reach out to all of the bones in the area, all of the ones that are long, like arm bones, leg bones, that sort of thing. I want to punch them into the wall between bricks so that they're handholds so we can climb up. Can I roll for that? Do I cast a spell for that? At this point, Tibio, you don't need to. You all see this orderly line of bones sort of pull itself out from the ground, and they arrange themselves in order of which would be the best bone to stick into the wall, using (laughs) only the most primo stakes for climbing. (laughs) You hear this repeated uh, crunching noise as these bones lodge themselves into the wall, making an almost better than a ladder surface to scale upwards. Wow, amazing, Tibio. That was pretty sick. After all of you. You begin climbing, and the person in front still sees these bones, like, like continuing to, like, hit the wall and then drive themselves in a few inches to really set themselves, and you're all moving up in a fast, orderly line. When you crest the top of this, you see exactly what the situation was here. These sewers end in a dungeon. The only way out is to throw yourself off of this cliff. Those bones were prisoners that didn't want to be here anymore. You're looking into several arched alcoves in this dungeon with shackles hanging off the wall. And down here, you see all manner of creepy denizens. You see oozes, flame skulls. You see ghouls, zombies, and skeletons. They're all fairly weak in terms of the actual threat they pose here. But they do notice you. A horde of low-challenge monsters all begin to turn into you. I'm going to whip the telekinesis Mm. into like a, what are they, on the front of a train? Yeah. An icebreaker or what uh, I don't know what they're cattle called. Cattle pusher a or scamper. whatever. But yeah. Uh we have a, a bone plow now. Okay. You uh create a yeah, a cattle plow with bones. Yeah. All right. This won't take care of anything behind us, but we can push forward. Yeah. You begin to step through the room and it's it's getting all the oozes like it's kind of like shucking them off the floor and pushing them off to the side as you move. It's just scraping all of the like years of <laughs> gross filth. Filth off the bottom of the floor. Uh, when you get near the skeletons, they all raise their swords and bows to butcher the party. 
And then they stop and they nod at Tibio and they all turn around and begin marching with you. Any undead that I see as we're going along, I kind of like pull my attention from ahead of us and look at it for a minute and try to like grab it mentally yeah. and just keep like snagging as we go along. Those skeletons are dealing away with the other minor threats. Uh, you've now kind of assembled into this uh, moving army of undead that you continue to gather. It's an army of the damned. <laughs> <laughs> That's Your so cool. last challenge before you reach the spiral staircase leading up to the main castle halls is a gelatinous cube. <laughs> Terribly acidic, difficult to touch, harder to defeat, blocks your path. What do you all do? How big is it? Um, it's like eight feet tall. It's a pretty big thing. Large enough to completely consume an average human. Would it be considered a creature? Yes. And what size category? Mm, medium or large, in between there. Uli cracks her knuckles. That's the theme. <laughs> <laughs> And says, I think I've got one last one in me, and I cast Reduce on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I guess to make a con save. Okay, thank you. Ooh, what's your uh, spell save? 17. Oh, shit. What? I thought it was going to be fine with a 16. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. I'm too powerful. I also yeah, we have good. Surge. We have okay. good spell. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you thought. Okay. <laughs> All right. The gelatinous cube blocking the spiral staircase turns to face you. You can see a still decaying dwarf corpse inside of it. Ugh. That's kind of made this like blood angel as it's tried to escape. Ew. Um, this gelatinous cube turns to face you, and Uli immediately points at it and says, "Not today." <laughs> <laughs> and within an instant, it is turned into a gelatinous d6 that is sitting on the ground <laughs> that you simply step over. Watch your step, folks. <laughs> I'm going to use a bone to scooch it out of the doorway and into like a corner so no one will step on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving up that spiral staircase, um you are in a sort of back room. There's a lot of shit stored in here. It's kind of piled high with random detritus. It just seems to be a catch-all for their junk. There are three archways with a large canvas covering them. You can't tell which ones are doorways, which ones might be windows. Uh, which, which way do we go? Hmm. Can Holly remember any of this from when she was in the castle? Hmm. Give me a uh, history check, Holly. History. Not good. I'm going to use luck. <laughs> It's like six. Okay. Yeah, you just can't remember which door you went through to get into the dungeons last time you were here. Mm. Well, Bert's going to peek through a curtain. Okay. Tibia takes another one. All right. Uh, I need you guys to choose one, two, or three. One. Okay. Two. Great. All right, Bert. You pull back this curtain, and you reveal a painting of a burning forest. Tibio, you pull back the curtain and reveal a painting of two red eyes in total darkness. This room goes dark, and you all smell burning. Um, I don't think it's this one. I think we have done something wrong. Uh, what? I'm thinking about checking the third one, but also I have second thoughts about it. Go to the third door and hope that we can leave. You're all gifted with some sort of dark vision, but you can tell at this point that something in here is burning, and you're not alone. Something else is in here with you. Sick. Uh, no. Don't worry, guys. You can see cinders start to rain from the ceiling. I have fire resistance. Holly casts light as a cantrip. Okay. Um, Holly, your skin begins to burn. 
I uncast light. Okay. <laughs> Good going. Uh, Did I see anything in the light? Yes. Are the curtains still open? Yes. I would like to close my curtain. <laughs> Unfortunately, Bert, that does not stop the Okay. <laughs> um, Holly, make a perception check. Okay, that was better. Uh, 15. Okay. Uh, you do notice a large crouched werewolf in the corner when the light was on. Hmm. I don't like werewolves. Um, with the light off, the room has Naturally. gone dark again. And that is Tibio is uh, gutted by a rabid werewolf. The fuck? What? Ooh, but not really, because that was a 14 to hit. No. Okay. <laughs> Hell no. You hear this <laughs> as something like jumps you from the darkness <gasps> and begins tearing at your bones. But even though it's like clawing away bones from you, it's not even getting to your actual skin. Yeah, and as as they drop off, other bones come and take their place. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yuck. Uh, uh. Oh, what do we got? What do we got? What is happening? Uh, it's a werewolf. It's attacking me. Won't leave me alone. Uh, no, stop, stop. Bert's going to scoot against the wall and pull out the kaleidoscope and try some lenses on there. Okay. Yeah, you flicker through all of your... Um, what are those red things called that had like the, the oh, circular... Oh, viewfinder. viewfinder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, you flip through your viewfinder and um, <laughs> you're like, uh, at one point you're looking through the walls here. Uh, you can see that just on the other side is a normal castle hallway. It was just door number three that you should have gone through here. It's always door number three. <laughs> um, you can see that these paintings are saturated with haunted magic. Uh, folks, I think we can get out through this last door. Um, okay, well, let's go. Get out of me. <laughs> Holly zooms through the third. It's not, third it's not a special door, but it is locked. Holly runs into the door. <laughs> <laughs> Smacks into the door. Oh, what, uh, is it locked? Uh, I'm going to hit it with the gravity hammer. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Natural 20. What? Wow. wow. Okay. Save those for the bond. <laughs> uh, Bert, you blast through a lower panel of this door, and uh, it is it is wide open for you all to get down and crawl through one at a time. Oh, I was, oh, it worked. Oh, <laughs> uh, is nice. it open? And I'm still like batting at this fucking werewolf yeah. that's trying to eat my stomach. Yeah, it's open. <laughs> Let's scram. Uh, okay, yeah, you guys pile out of that room one by one. Um, as you leave, when you look back into it, it looks fine. Like the lights are normal, everything's normal. Like nothing bad had ever happened in there. I look, Aww. I look down and inspect. Oh, that was real. You got scratches all over your bones. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I never liked museums either. <laughs> Snack. Ilya has dived towards you with two curved blades. Uh, she seems to be able to turn into black vapor at will and move freely from shadow to shadow in this courtyard. She strikes down at you. That is a natural twelve. <laughs> Uh, sorry, so that's an 18 to hit. Okay, oh. well, yeah, that hits. <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, snack, that is 14 slashing damage. Jump change. <laughs> uh, she settles into another shadow some 30 feet from you and awaits your response. For story reasons, can I do an insight check yep. but not spend a whole action? Okay. Yeah. That's amazing for snack. I got a 20 for an insight check. Okay. Wow. What I'm trying to discern is, I mean, I recognize Uli's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ilya, but I don't, yeah. I can't get a read on, like, I don't think Snack knows the situation, so he doesn't know whose side Ilya's on. Hmm. So he squints at her, mm -hmm. trying to discern if she's acting as well. Okay. I think Snack can gather that, A, Ilya intends to kill you. That's pretty clear at this point. B, 
you hear a lot of heavy distortion over her voice and all the white light that has been previously associated with Orzo and those effects. I think you know that you have to protect your life, but that you can't kill Ilya or that Uli would be very upset with you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Ilya, uh, I do know Uli, and I feel like this is a quick way to get on her list of least favorite sibling. <sighs> Sounds familiar. What'd you say, Julie? Yeah. That's a good one. I should use that. But I think we're fighting, so Eldritch Blast. Well, Hex first. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Take that back. So yeah, I, I will use Hex okay. on Ilya. Okay. So I'm gonna use Eldritch Blast mm-hmm. now. Oh, yep. That's a that's my that's my cantrip. That okay. I, use. Yep, yep. I don't want to kill her, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> Does necrotic damage have less of an effect on Orzo? I don't know. All right. Well, natural twenty. What? Please don't I kill not, her. I kill you not. Wow. I kill you not. <laughs> you do though. You do. That's though. what's next. Right. That yeah. so what's here, we the, have rolled more oh. natural twenties. Yeah. What? I gotta prove it. Roll again. Okay. No. Oh, oh, I didn't get to roll to see if I like kill the door. Yeah. No. Oh. Just exploded. Nope. Okay. All right. Second attack. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen hits Ilya. Okay. Third attack. Twelve. <laughs> okay. So, um, thirty-six damage, and it is of the type force. Okay. Her body's just an NPC. Mm-hmm. Did you add a hex to that? No. Oh, you didn't add the hex damage yet. Sorry. So nine more on top of that. So that's... 45? 45, yeah. But the hex damage is necrotic. That is true. Okay. And that was just that bonus at the end? Yep. Mm-hmm. The extra nine? Mm-hmm. All right. You see those Eldritch Blasts impact her, and she looks ready for it, but the first one knocks her on her ass. And then as she's getting up, the second one kind of like stops her from doing so. And she's like, like pretty much taking a knee, and then she stands back to her full height, and she says, Correction, we're not fighting. She points at the statue. I won't fall for this trick, but I'm curious. And I look. (laughs) (laughs) You see a pool of white light begin to form in the statue's face. And then she kind of like sweeps a hand behind her. And you see these six gargoyles on the peaks of the castle behind her begin to move. You've got a group of seven. She turns into a shadow and goes under the door. Okay. Hello, allies. Um, another complication. Uh, well, a couple. Um, Uli, your sister sucks, and uh, negotiations have come to an end, and we are now fighting. So, unless you are quite busy with something more important than this, please come help Snack. We're inside the castle now, Snack. We're headed for the throne room. Can you get here? What, do you want me to retreat? Well, it's not really retreating. It's coming in. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, of course. Yes, I'll do that. Uh, Snack, don't fight. Just run. Right, yes. Are you saying you didn't stop her in any way? She's on her way? Well, I'm trying to kill her, but then she turned into some... I don't know where she is, but... You're trying to kill her? Well, oh, hold on. There's gargoyles coming. <laughs> Snack! <laughs> Going through a tunnel. <laughs> uh, yeah, Snack, at that moment, you are just descended upon by six gargoyles that kind of uh, do a little dive bomb swooping attacks. Great. Um, <laughs> I'll just kind of do halves here. Uh, the first three that swoop you uh, perform a 22 total to hit. Oh, yep. Second group uh, is a 23 total to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. 
That's okay. You can stop. I feel like he's doing a joke at this point. <laughs> That's a lot of dice. Right. That is 27 bludgeoning damage as they all one by one just come down and drag their stony claws across you. You hear a groaning of iron as the giant statue. It's holding a spear in one hand and a large torch in the other that burns day and night. You hear this <laughs> as it turns down to look at you and turns the point of its spear to face you. And it makes a lunge. 25 to hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 32. Piercing damage. 32? Yes. As it takes its giant polearm and just barely nicks you with it and then stabs again and gets a better hit on the second one. Mm. Got a couple of nasty cuts. Uh, I'm going to have to make some hex saving throws here for okay. concentration. Yep. First one's a 14. so Which I think totaled out to 24 or 28. Somewhere around there. I I think that one's okay. Yes. Even if it was 28, you would have succeeded. Yeah. Yep. So there's three second hits. second one was 34. Okay. Or sorry. Okay, so 22 on this one. Yes, so I think because I'm, the damage was in the 30s. Yep. Yeah. Still hexed. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely coming to the throne room unless I die. Snack over and out. Um, snack. It is your turn out in this courtyard. What are you doing? Almost dying is something that's happening. Okay. So I think now is a good time to not be farewell anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. Um, so Bidet is safe for all. He's in the air somewhere. Yeah. So he's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just like Sal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm going to jump off uh, the bridge. Okay. Then transform into a, a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, iron golem kind of chases you to the edge of the bridge with its spear. And then when you jump off, it just kind of like thrusts after you and misses. And then you plummet a good 20 feet and then <laughs> wings outstretched a storm of purple smoke as you transform. Awesome. I'm going to fly up a bit and then look for what seems to be the throne room. Okay. If I can see it at all. Yeah. So you know, according to those maps that you were looking at and scribbling on yesterday, that the throne room is the big rectangle at the very center back of this place. You're kind of doing a mental map of what that looks like here. We can see the crayon overlay <laughs> of, of your plans. Um, you know exactly where to go. Would you say it's uh, less than a quarter mile away? Or <laughs> I had a dream it would end like this. <laughs> Yes, it's less than a quarter mile away. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use a cool ability that I got right okay. now. Okay. And it's called Hot Streak. <laughs> so Hot Streak is, again, <laughs> I teleport a quarter mile and immediately cast Fireball at the at third level okay. upon arrival. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Back inside the castle. Hip, yeah. Hip, 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 hip. Go, go, go. You've gotten through this door and the kind of uh, horrific experience that you just had in that dark burning room is gone. It's quite quiet out here. A stark contrast to everything you've been through so far. It dawns on you, they don't know that you made it. No one here is alarmed yet. There seems to be some commotion near the front of this place, but that's it. I think we did it, you guys. That must be snack out front. Let's try to be as sneaky as we can. Yeah. Bert, you come up to a hallway that sort of crosses paths with another, and as you are about to step through that open space, you realize that there's a group of vampire soldiers that are discussing their plans. If you were to move into that hallway, they would see all of you. Oop, Bert holds out his hands and speaks telepathically. Yeah. Oh, there's some vampires up here. Holly, you think you can give it another shot? Uh, I'll try. I'm not a very good vampire yet. I'm going to cast Guidance on Holly. Nice. Okay. 
Thanks, Tibio. Mm-hmm. Saves me a bless. Tibio puts his hand on her back and says, you can do it. Holly's gonna, I have to like say something to them, Tim, as far as like. You've got to interact with them. You have to kind of prove your dominance. Okay. Uli. Yeah. Um, I don't think I should appear as Holly. Can you transform me real quick to something else? Anyone else? Sure. Not one of us. Wait, I have a potion for that. Oh, okay. Do you? I do. She do. Um, he do. We're all speaking telepathically, Skidoo. but uh-huh. I'm still whispering. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it lasts for 10 minutes, uh, but you can have this. And I hand over a little vial with an opaque silver potion in it. Okay. This is one of Joe's masterwork potions. Okay. Holly drinks it. Okay. Holly. You are now controlled by Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> All of them were sneaky control yeah. potions. <laughs> you dumb shits. Uh, for the next 10 minutes, you can change your shape to anything you choose within one size category of your own. You can shift the form at will at any time during the effect. Cool. Does it have to be someone I've seen or no. can it just be anything? Anything you think of. Holly will transform into a vampire that looks like the oldest vampire of all time. Oh, uh, yes. An old lady crone the vampire. Gary old man. She's not a man. She'd never become a man. So she's a woman. The Gary old woman. <laughs> Basically, is like a corpse. Yeah, okay. Um, like so, so old. Holly drinks this silvery potion, and you see a little bit of it kind of... Um, escape her mouth at the corner where it kind of drips onto her shirt and leaves this glittering silver spot. But a moment later, you see her skin turn silver and she sort of shifts. And when it ends, she's a withered, dead, black-skinned hag. Uh, Hannah, there exists a figure called the Elder Hag. Uh, Something of a witch, something of a necrotic force of will. Uh, This thing is revered in the world of the dead. Awesome. Um, am I scary as fuck? Uh, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, um, and she still has the shroud, though. Everything else is transformed, but her shroud is still on, covering, like, just, like, strings of wet, black, like, hair, quote-unquote, but it's, yeah. like, just a couple of strings left. Okay. Uh, everything going according to plan, Holly? Don't worry about me. Oh, good. You look... <sighs> Horrifying. All right, Holly uh, steps out into the hallway where these vampire guards are, mm-hmm. and she slowly walks up to them. Mm-hmm. She holds out one hand slowly with an old, broken, crinkled finger that's all gnarled and says, Put down your weapons. Okay. Uh, give me a persuasion with advantage. Plus a d4. Plus a d4. She. 19. Okay. Every last vampire in that hallway turns to look at you, and they just give a slow, solemn nod. As they begin to move towards you to take on your orders, you see that they were about to consume a little snack, a group of four civilians that were about to be fed on. They kind of look up at you with absolute horror in their face. Holly Hag will say to the group of people, (laughs) Be gone. Um, they just kind of like wince and kind of like cry and hold each other. Um, <laughs> she wants them to get the fuck out. Uh, is there a way for them to just leave down this hallway? You look behind you and you see more mobilization, more people moving around. Um, Tibio speaks in Holly's mind and says, Holly, uh, uh, just command the vampires to clear the way. Yeah, Holly will tell the vampire guards to take the people to the courtyard 
with the rest of the prisoners. Yeah, they uh, nod at you and uh, they kind of form a protective guard around these civilians and begin uh, escorting them to the front door. Uh, looking forward, it is a straight shot and you can even see the glint of the brass of the organ in the back room. The throne room is not far from you. Awesome. Holly's going to stand on her broom and have her hag uh, clothes drape over the broom to cover it. So it looks like she's just gliding and she's just going <laughs> to slowly glide with all the cloaks fluttering <laughs> behind her <That's> so <laughs> into the throne room. It seems that was their last line of defense. When you move into this cathedral, Holly, it is empty except for one. You're genie. Thanks for listening to people being other people. If you want to help Master Snack and his servants, you could make my wish come true by following us on Instagram at pbop underscore podcast. That's P-B-O-P underscore podcast. Thank you very much.